The Spin-Off Podcast Network. Ready to rediscover the joys of cycling? With over 300 kilometres of cycle paths across Tamaki Makoto, jumping on your bike and going for a ride is such a fun way to discover the city from a different perspective. Cycling is getting more and more popular across Auckland, so now's a great time to join the hype and give cycling a go. Head to at.govt forward slash cycling to find your nearest cycleway today. Are you making the most of your KiwiSaver investment? Generate is an award-winning KiwiSaver provider with a track record of strong long-term performance. Making a smart decision now could add tens of thousands of dollars by the time you reach retirement. Book a no-obligation chat with a Generate KiwiSaver advisor today at generatekiwisaver.co.nz slash advice. A copy of the product disclosure statement is available at generatekiwisaver.co.nz. The issuer of the scheme is Generate Investment Management Limited and, of course, past performance does not guarantee future returns. We're podcasting right now, aren't we? Is this is this it? Are we? I feel like we are. Let's just go. Kia ora. Welcome along to The Real Pod. Coming to you, not quite live, but from lockdown. Live from lockdown. Literally like 30 seconds ago, Jane was like, we're going to do a nice clean start. And suddenly she's <laughs> like talking about whether we're live or not. Amazing. <laughs> I'm sorry. Just I'm let so it sorry. go. <laughs> of course we're not live. Um, this is Jane Duncan Alex. I'm trying to do like a Fletch Vaughan and Megan vibe. Jane Duncan Alex. I yep. like it. And and this is your reality TV recap and real life in New Zealand podcast. And I'm all discombobulated because we're in lockdown and I've tried to connect children to 12 different Zoom calls today <laughs> as well as some of my own Zoom calls with work and I've lost the plot. How are you guys going? I'm good. My life hasn't changed very much, so I have no right to be drinking as much as I am. <laughs> like, <laughs> I've been working from home for the past four weeks, not really moving, and yet, like, on Monday, I'm like, oh, God, oh, crack the wine, would you? <laughs> it's like, nothing's different for me. <laughs> so I'm Is that fine. Uh, I'm, I'm drinking. Like, I, I've been trying to be better, um, but you know, failing as per, but I did find, I, I found Sunday like stressful. I didn't know how much it was impacting me. And then by yesterday I was already back in just kind of just the sort of sloppy, not really washing, not really dressing, just kind of sh- sh- shit human um, situation. Our first meeting that we had for the day yesterday, I turned up and I was just like the first thing that came out of my mouth in my very first work meeting on zoom for this lockdown was i haven't showered which i didn't need to share that no one knows that i don't know why i felt like i had to kind of put that disclaimer out there i could tell smell a vision it's very embarrassing like you could have gotten away with it right totally could have gotten away with it i don't know why i do that that's something (laughs) i do all the time i admit to things that no one needs to know about and i make the very private information in my life very public all the time. See, my one was first thing, first Zoom meeting was I'm wearing pants, <laughs> but it's like, but I never showed that I was wearing pants, which makes me, you know, like it's like, oh, you're definitely not wearing pants if you're shouting that you're wearing pants, but you haven't shown the pants. The other thing is, does that mean when you don't like strongly declare pants at the top, you know, just have to make assumptions? That's what I thought. Basically, as, as soon as you make that call on a Zoom meeting. 
it feels like every other Zoom meeting that's gone before where you haven't said that, we have to assume you weren't wearing pants. Um, but anyway, God, what's going on? The corner, if you want to join the corner. So that's our sort of our, our fan group, <laughs> if you will. <laughs> <laughs> Oh God, I'm so sorry. Um, that's where people go, and I don't honestly. I, it's it's got a life of its own now. It's almost nothing to do with the podcast. The corner. That's where people go, <laughs> and that's where you should go too. So just head along to facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash Real Pod Corner. I think is what it is. <laughs> just you'll find it. It's fine. Coming up on the podcast, we're going to be recapping the Bachelorette. What a week. We'll be doing that right at the very end of the show. We've got Community Rose Board. We've got Wayne's World, of course. Uh, we've got the Cranny. Checking on what Colin Mathura Jeffrey's been up to. But first of all, <laughs> let's get into some real news. The biggest news, of course, from last week was that your daughter, Duncan, was cancelling... What is it? Vegan teacher. The, that, that vegan teacher... So I've now actually seen that vegan teacher who appears to not, who has survived her cancellation. Now now having seen her, I think she's basically irritating and mainly just stylistically bad. <laughs> she really is. I, I watched the weirdest one where she was like, she was eating some really crazy shaped carrots, <laughs> like very organic, but was like kind of like licking them and I just, it wasn't a good vibe. It sort of strikes me as crazy because she seems to be the kind of person who would have almost no audience due to being very making very bad content. And it's sort of the, a classic example of the internet taking care of this person would be the just having no audience. But it's amazing watching the, the raw, raw emotion that, that she conjures. And my vegetarian daughter who's otherwise sympathetic towards some of her aims but no so far as i know she survived the mass cancellation and honestly like when i raised the vegan that sorry that vegan teacher with robin she seems kind of i think maybe the 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 times passed or uh having encountered her and and uh and watched the 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 kind of fleeting nature of of uh her her spell over the the 11 year old community at uh, Intermediate, um, the saga might be over. The Cornies were very invested in the outcome of it all, and I remember, like at work on the twelfth, saying to you, Duncan, what's happened? What's happened with that vegan teacher? And you were just like, I think Robin's forgotten. I don't know if that's like a, a, a metaphor for the intensity and pace of emotional moments on the internet, or or just the the life cycle of the interests of an eleven year old, or both. But this definitely, it was the end of the freaking world on Tuesday and by Friday I don't think anyone in the family would have remembered apart from you and apparently the corner (laughs) so I came up with this concept that I want to float with you Duncan instead of going straight from like being fine to cancellation that we have a point that that people can be postponed until further notice kind of thing. I like it. And I feel like maybe she falls into that category. It does feel like the gap between just fine go about your business and cancellation is quite a large there's no grey area and postponement. I, like, I buy it as a place where probably the entire cast of maths should live. Maybe one or two exceptions mm-hmm. who, who are over, obviously, in the, the proper badlands. But um, 
I like it. I'm into it. If you have subscribed to this lovely podcast, well, first of all, if you haven't, why not? But if you have, then you would have had a nice little bonus podcast pop up on Sunday night, right after the Married at First Sight reunion dinner party special. Alex and I got together and did a wee recap. Having not listened to the podcast, can I get like, I know, <laughs> I, know I know, I know, I forgot what was there. Can you give me like two minutes on it? On the, the, pod, on the podcast or the show? <laughs> Very different. <laughs> Very different specimens. One was great. <laughs> almost, <laughs> almost no crossover. <laughs> Apart from NASA. I was going to say, there was actually some quite a strong crossover um, in the form of our lovely friend NASA. We got him on the blower. What, again? Yeah. And he said yeah. some things that we had to bleep out, like quite heavily. What are we talking? We're talking very strong opinions that are not broadcastable. Yeah, defamatory, angry <laughs> NASA, king of reality. <laughs> Um, he, he texted me this morning, said, okay, what was your thought on the show? <laughs> Has it finished? So I guess he means part two. In Australia, they played them uh, two nights in a row here. They've left a, a lovely week in between. So we don't get part two until Sunday. Uh, what I want to know, Alex, is did you reply to your friend, Nessa? Uh, yes, I did. And he's come back. But now he's talking, we're talking about spoilers. So can't really... Can't really get involved there. Unless you've just got any other things you want to fire at him right now. And I can see if we get a live response he did just text me back i just think it in all caps do you even know what an emoji is do you know what <laughs> an emoji is Duncan, you won't understand that because you didn't listen to the podcast okay that's it's a call a, back for the real fans for those who listen to our recap <laughs> podcast of mass AU. and we're also going to do it again aren't we alex so that so that there'll be another yep. bonus pod next week my goodness we just <laughs> we pot, pot, pot our pants <laughs> i i have to make an official apology to you alex casey <laughs> I'm really yeah. sorry. Last week I acted like she who knows everything. When you were really excited about Michelle Visage finding LMP, sugar free, sugar free LMP specifically, sugar free LMP, yeah, and and uh, documenting consuming sugar free LMP as if it's going out of fashion on her Instagram, and I was like, well, she might like it, but probably it was part of a PR drop at the hotel when she like a welcome package when she first arrived. So Sam Brooks from the spinoff actually interviewed her and asked her about it and she found it organically. Organic reach. I think she drank it at a friend's house. I mean, we'll have to check with the source, but it was, it was, a, it was an organic discovery, but I think since now she is just being sent to truckloads of LMP, and that's fine. Um, tell me what you know about Joseph Gordon-Levitt. Well, one of the cornies spotted him at Zambrero. I, I, on Courtney Place, I think, and I just found that really charming. <laughs> that's all. What's Zambrero? <gasps> what? Jane, yeah, you have been gone from New Zealand. That's crazy. Zambrero, it's like gorgeous, mixy bowls, nachos and more. <laughs> <laughs> Don't just give away their amazing 2022 campaign slogan, Alex. <laughs> Sounds delicious. We had Taco, Taco Tuesday. I've just given away we recorded this on Tuesday. Is that bad? <laughs> Is that bad for the pod? Oh, no, don't People thought we were live. Don't reveal anything about us. That would be the worst. I think thing. if I can give, give away what school his daughter goes to, then I can tell you that it's Tuesday. Oh. <laughs> yeah. I beeped it. Don't worry. It's fine. I beeped it. Okay, let's let's move from there to yummy novelty foods. <laughs> <laughs> Jelly Tip have got um have have joined forces with who I don't know but they're they're in a biscuit form now yum a Jelly Tip bicky Jelly Tip have joined forces with I don't know who I is it Toffee know. Pops or something who Griffins or who is it it looks like a Toffee it looks Pop like form. a Toffee Pop but it's a Jelly Tip 
Um, there's also creamy, like an ice cream with chocolate coated ice cream on a stick. What? That's sort of weird. Isn't the whole thing is like, it's an egg. <laughs> That's the that's half the joy, yeah. right, of a cream the, egg. The joy of the cream egg was when it wasn't all grainy and nasty inside. The joy of a cream egg was when it was goopy and sloppy. So it's, I mean, it's already it's already defiled itself. Why not defile itself some more? <laughs> the Afghan the Afghan bikinis have rebranded to be called Ruffs. Is that because Afghans? Uh... Some sort of racist appropriation. Yeah, so let's call them rusks now. What's a rusk? Rough as in like a coconut rough. No, I know, but rusks are what babies eat when they've got teeth coming through. But is that yum? No. Because I always thought it sounded quite nice. It's very hard. It's basically like a breadstick that's been overcooked to the point where you give it to a child and they gnaw on it for half an hour and it's just to shut them up. But they don't really eat any of it. It just turns into this horrible mushy mess that for your couch into concrete on anything that it touches including your couch and all your clothes but isn't it a lot harder than a red stick yeah it's uh, yeah a lot harder a lot denser like it's like concrete yeah it's basically a little piece of concrete that we give our children to gnaw on <laughs> um i've got some breaking news nasa in response to do you know what an emoji is not really <laughs> how can he be so prolific on the internet and not know what an emoji is. <laughs> he says, I'm old school. Ha. Huh. What emoji do I use to respond? I don't know, but I feel like that's a Daily Mail story that you should probably try and sell. <laughs> NASA colon, I don't know what an emoji is, admits math star in shocking text message exchange. You know, they have to have the 15 stacker headline. Should we scooch over to Wayne's World? Let's do it. How comfortable is too comfortable in a relationship? When you leave in The Simpsons, jump What down. frustrates you about the preconceptions around your generation? What was the first album you ever owned? If you were to blend your fantasy series, which would it be? What was your gateway podcast? podcast. So lucky are to be in Wayne's World. <laughs> is that what you said, Tom? <laughs> that is just such a good choice. Alex just held up to her Zoom camera the um, the reply she sent to Nessa, which was just the emoji, which is like crazy face emoji, right? Like one eye bigger than the other, slightly lopsided, tongue hanging out. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, just in case you're wondering what we're giggling about. Okay, so Wayne Lewis uh, asked this question of the cornies. Candy squiggles or the conventional hokey pokey? So what does conventional mean? Well, it's the original. It's not. What? Yeah, I was going to say candy is the original. This is a very rare event in in which, I don't know if it was a limited edition when it first came out, but the hokey pokey was secondary to the candy. And at that time they were also called squiggle tops, not just squiggles. And the popularity of the hokey pokey overthrew the candy to the point now where that is considered the default squiggle. That's a story. Don't give that away on the podcast like that's like that's another smash scoop for a, you know one of our fast fingered um, rivals <laughs> they're not listening no one's listening by this point in the pod fast fingered rivals slow down <laughs> so then of course i feel like the the data that wayne's collected on this particular poll is skewed because a bunch of people were like the OG. I like the OG one. Which one? Which one are you referring to here? Because I don't know if you know that the candy is the OG. Anyway, which do you prefer, guys? Hokey pokey, hands down. Me too. Duncan? I'm struggling, man. I really like them both. Oh, he's struggling to choose. <laughs> I was about to say, it's what it must have been like for, for Jordan 
Jordan Major when he had Naz and the lovely Fleur. <laughs> two two <laughs> women two. he hated yeah. after the worst eight weeks of his life. Yeah. Jimmy. <laughs> I think I could eat more Hokey Pokey. Oh, I, so I disagree. I, I feel Hokey like Hokey if I only had one, it would be Hokey Pokey, but I could probably eat a couple of packs, maybe three. Yeah. Of candy? It doesn't taste... It's, it's sort, yeah, no, it's just candy. sort of a bit more chill, you know? Hokey Pokey's a bit lively. Um, thanks, Wayne, for that. <sighs> we, we feel passionately about the Hokey Pokey, apart from Duncan. Who's Great question. Happy to, happy to slam some original candy squiggles. We don't have a song for this next one, unless, Alex, you want to riff on Critic Corner. Well, I, I was hoping we could have a, just a moment's brainstorm, because I found out, egg on my face, little old station called RNZ has a little old segment <laughs> called Critic Corner, <laughs> which I think I just completely stole, and I didn't realise. I thought I was doing something oh. new, something okay, okay. Hey, And I lifted the entire thing. I think it's okay, because... A, RNZ has like an implicit content sharing arrangement with other media, which I think extends down to IP. Secondly, what about we offer in exchange as like a settlement any of our bits, any of our real bits, from Collins Cranny <laughs> to Community Notice Board, <laughs> Max Key Corner, they can have that for Morning Report or something. Yes. You know, just liven it up a <laughs> yeah. bit. Just think about it if you're listening, Paul Thompson. Let's go into our critical corner. I haven't clicked on this link because I want to have a live react. Okay, three, two, one. Click on it, guys. We're looking at the pink fairy armadillo. <laughs> oh my god, is it horrendous or do I love it? I can't tell. That is really strange. Is it a is it a hamster or is it a lobster? I hope everyone's looking. That's the pink fairy armadillo. It looks like a little sausage, really, with Okay, its feet are quite big. Okay, again, this is uh, terrible podcast content. I'm not sure why <laughs> this segment. No, but they're all see, they're all second screening it. Yeah. you know okay, it. Okay, go ahead <laughs> and and have a look on your device. Pink fairy armadillo is what you're looking up, and I don't know. I can't decide if I love it or hate it. It's a smaller specimen of the armadillo group, ranging from three to four inches. Silky white fur, most notable feature, is definitely the pink armour that covers its upper body. Ooh! The edge of the shell isn't attached to the body. It's like a, um, it's like a press-on fingernail. It's fluffy. It's fluffy underneath, <laughs> and it's got these weird claw-like feet that look a little bit like prawn tails. It uses its tail to walk. Hugely interesting. Shout out to the pink fairy armadillo. If you've got any critters that you want us to talk about on this podcast... My personal email is alexandracaseynz at gmail.com. I've had a lot of submissions. Collins Cranny. Collins Cranny. Collins Cranny. 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 Collins Cranny. Colin has met this new lockdown with enormous amounts of chocolates, wine, and single unpaired socks because I'm prepared for nothing. He's every man and woman here's here's the people's new zealander that is very profound but also mm. uh, and hold on chocolates wine this was on valentine's day uh, was he prepared for for love gifting or was it that he received many gifts which i imagine is what happens to colin every not just valentine's every day, day, valentine's day. day for colin chocolates wine Single unpaired socks. Single unpaired sock on the doorstep. There's quite a lot to unpack here. There's like quite a lot of commentary on love and coupledom, 
Valentine's Day, being alone in lockdown. Single unpaid socks almost sounds like a euphemism for a single person. Yeah, it also sounds like a, mm. a Rockwest band name. Yeah, they probably lost to Alien Weaponry that year. <laughs> <laughs> I really love pairing socks. So when you've got a big basket of where you know there's some pairs in there, um, that's a very like calming activity yeah. for me. When you take them off the line, do you do like a little number on them there just to keep them together when they're in the do hamper? That part of it. Duncan only hangs out the sheets, and I know this because I get an alert on his calendar that I'm privy to his work calendar. They're like on 5 a.m. on a Sunday, I get an alert that's like, hang out the sheets. Am I wrong though, Duncan? I think you're wrong. I reckon that's an old calendar. Maybe it's an old calendar, but. Oh my God. You get all kinds of funny alerts. Like, I can't park at my mum's because, like, the cleaner's going to be there on a Tuesday. (laughs) And I've got to take out the garden waste every second. You'll get all kinds of exciting stuff. I have since figured out how to turn off alerts for your calendar. Oh, that's sad. uh, But, yeah, Sunday mornings, well, that was always a ride for me. Colin's cutout (laughs) is still in the studio at work. I messaged Lucy, our office manager, today and asked if she'd heard back from him. And her answer was, nothing! With three exclamation marks. She's been trying to get in touch. Well, we're in lockdown now. We can't can't be shipping cardboard Collins around. Surely that's an essential service. That's true. You could do a contactless drop-off as well. And they could just stick it in his garden and he can look out the window and see himself. And I feel like that would be one of the best days of his life. I feel like <laughs> seeing cardboard Collins through the window of an Uber would be a real treat. It's the community notice Community No Sports submission came organically. This was not brought in by a member of The Real Pod Corner. This is something I stumbled upon myself. I'm not sure if I told you guys that I joined uh, the Glendowie community group. They're probably going to yeah, kick me out Yeah, you did. Oh, yeah, because I told you they have all the... They have they give away a lot of stuff on that page. Yeah, we make plans. And oh, they're, yeah. they're people with money, right? So they're giving away like, oh, I've got some crystal glasses that I don't want anymore. Come pick them up. Maybe not crystal glasses, but like wetsuits, perfectly functional barbecues, solid wood tables and desks, all sorts. Like you could kit out your house and go for a windsurf. So I've been really enjoying being part of that group. And this post, I love. Hi, Glendalians. I'm wondering if anyone has lost a young, slim, dark tortoise shell long-legged kitten. I seem to have a kitten staying in the garage, but it is too scared to come out. It runs away when we try and get close. Would love to find the owners and return this poor cat to its home. Now, what's unique about this post is the accompanying photo of the cat. Can you see it? It's a sketch. (laughs) Oh, my God. (laughs) Whoa. But it also looks like it's been crumpled down and thrown out and then uncrumpled. But it's not just that. It's like, it sort of looks like an early Quentin Blake. It is quite, it's quite a good sketch. It looks, mm. surely, like, no one is going to recognise their cat from Also, is the cat smoking? (laughs) No, that's its tail. (laughs) But I think they've captured the long The cat's sitting But they've captured the long legs quite well Even in a sitting position (laughs) Anyway, obviously um, this means nothing to you If you can't see it Which you can't because you're not a member of the Glendowie community This feels like the the weirdest new trend Of of the new (laughs) rebooted RealPod 5.0 it's just almost constantly talking about things that you have to be able to see. I am going to put this one in the corner. So if there was, there was <laughs> never a better reason or a better time than now to join the Real Pod Corner. Speaking of corners. Now, let's take this to the next. 
Only put this in here because I thought it was too much to let people go for two weeks without hearing that song. Still no news. Max is missing. Sometimes that weird stuff happens, right? Like, no one knew that Ricardo Menendez March was in Mexico, and then suddenly he was back from Mexico. Maybe Max is actually, maybe there is a mystery there, and it's hiding in plain sight, and we need to... um, well, I don't really know what we need to do. My concern is that he's he's rebranding and going to try and run for parliament at some point. He's been teasing that for a long time, and I feel like it's one of those things that you just say long enough and then it stops being a joke, and then it's just real. Yeah, I just think that maybe this is part of his plan. It's like he needs to kind of get off the Instagram, get off the socials, and he'll come back wearing a suit. Well, won't we know when he does like a big juice cleanse of his um, Instagram past? yeah. And it's just one fight of him with Richard Branson or something and none of the thirst traps. <laughs> I've only very recently learned what a thirst trap is. Very recently? Bit like within the last within the last two weeks. How did you find out? Someone said it to me and I was like, what at? And then it got explained to me. Am I really behind the times? Oh my God. I don't know. I just feel like you can't tease me for not knowing about that guy who makes... The song's about the broccoli stealing bitch on TikTok. <laughs> you don't know what a thirst trap is. Yeah. <laughs> okay, that's fair. I can see. Um, Alex, Casey, we're going to have to kick you out of the room. Oh no! Are you just going to keep on chatting? Yeah, we're going to talk. We're going to talk about. We're going to talk about Bachelorette. Can I just sit and listen? No, that's weird. That's weird. I'll leave. I'll leave. No, no, I'll leave. No, 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 no. Sit and listen. No, because I could be nice for us to see you like listening. And watching and trying not to contribute. Have you got any red wine? I'll mute myself. I've got a wine. Okay. Wow, okay. Bye. Bye. We're now doing the rest of this podcast in front of a live audience of one. It's almost like if we had an event. Hold on, sorry. <laughs> oh, sorry. You can't do that. <laughs> sorry, huge apologies. I'm back. Should I turn off? Should I turn off my recorder? <laughs> no, leave your recorder, leave your recorder on. on. Because then we've got the response of the studio audience. This is like it, this is the conceit. This has now become the real pod live. Okay, okay, okay. Bye. Okay, okay bye. Okay. As a filmmaker, laugh. I am disgusted at how much you have copied my husband. Reality <laughs> check. So. Bachelorette, what a week. Oh my god. For a start, 50,000 bachelors were kicked off the island. and it, see- it, It's almost finished. Like, How did that happen? Oh, by the way, by the time this podcast comes out, they're going to have made the big announcement. What's the big announcement? What do you mean, what's the big announcement? Didn't you catch it on the telly tonight, just after the airing of The Bachelorette, when they announced the new bachelor? What? It's Moses Mackay from Solomio. A very lovely, lovely and handsome man. Fuzzy. Anyway... <laughs> oh my god this just and in Alex from beyond the grave <laughs> the response from NASA to the crazy eyes killer um, was a big X and a little X just interrupting here two kisses there from NASA okay I'm going back under I'm going to go and say hi to Joe continue talking I, I regret this bye <laughs> <laughs> alright 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 well Jake went home Vaz went home crying I might add Josh went home, Damien, Matt, and Aiden, and suddenly we're down to 
five guys. Yeah, because we got home home visits. I think they've got one more elimination to do, but we sort of know no because they've got two, there are two going, so they can be four hometowns, correct? Oh, I don't know. I never know what they're doing with the New Zealand version. It's unpredictable. But the fact of the matter is, it's been on air for three weeks, and suddenly we are at hometowns. Eight episodes to hometowns is freaking unbelievable. It's so crazy. Uh, I I loved. I kind of loved the bloodbath. Um, I really enjoyed Vaz's exit. Like, no one understands me. Bubble Boy routine was just beautifully done. I can't wait to see what show he pops up on next. <laughs> so, this week was not only uh, the week in which one, two, three, four, five, six bachelors were mercilessly cast aside, it was also the week that she just pashed up a storm, went from zero kisses to kissing everyone. I don't remember her kissing Paul. Paul was her first kiss. They had a lovely Where? date on the boat. They went on the boat. He was oh, the first yeah. one on one. It probably yeah. feels like eons ago, but it was the first one on one of the week. And um, yeah, he was her first kiss. He was the first one who had the guts to go in for it. And it was a lovely romantic kiss. And then she kissed, I'm not sure which one came first. She kissed Joe. Joe hmm, sucks. Joe is not the one, eh? The, the way that he was on the bench with this, you know, just sort of essentially surlyly demanding a kiss and then yeah like, like as she said just sort of almost seeming like he was doing it because Matt was watching everything about how he's doing this is a little bit it's not very natural it's like he's what do you want me to do how do you want me to be and then like the next time he sees her he adjusts himself just slightly based on what she said last time he's very grudging and he it's almost like yeah he's obviously a good-looking guy, but it's like he he finds the idea of having to to sweat and not being, you know, extremely confident in his position in the relationship, mm. which is you know inevitable part of the show. That he he finds that like a real affront. Like he shouldn't have to go through that. Like just check all this out. It's very um. I don't like the vibe. I don't love that Lexi carried on with the kiss with Matt just standing there. Like he was very close. The second kiss that Joe gave her, also in front of another contestant, Jack. Jack is so good looking. He's so hot. He's the best guy. I want to hang out with Jack. Okay, so he was uh, he was about to bust in on some one-on-one time that Joe and Lexi were having. But he, he actually said, I'll give you a couple of minutes and then I'll come back. And then he went back inside and he could see them through the window and they, they had another little kiss. You could almost understand how that happened, that maybe Joe didn't realise that Jack was there peering through the manhole. He knew. Matt was standing nearly six feet from them. They told him to put his fingers in his ears and turn around so that they could have a little kiss. It just was wild. How loud are they pashing too (laughs) that you need your fingers in your ears? Very loud. And that's honestly, that's on the cons list. If you're kissing that loud, it's not working in your favour. Okay, what else happened? So she had a very romantic kiss with uh, Paul. She had a, I mean, weird kisses with Joe. A very romantic kiss with Todd, like quite a chemistry kind of a kiss. Yeah, with the lapset. Yeah, yeah. She likes Todd. Yeah, she does like Todd. Then she had like this, I don't know, like Hamish, I was certain, was like completely off her radar. And and kind of needed to be with, with his like... I've been told you're a pat, you know, you like to party. Yeah. Which, you know, they were they were clearly using that as a kind of a the the international code for drugs, which a cool and b just chill out, mate. Like that didn't even cross my mind. What? It didn't cross my mind. Jane, 
what kind of strange Puritan are you? First with you're not knowing about thirst traps and now about party as code. I'm a very wholesome human being because <laughs> I'm an old lady now and like the idea of a late night is quite horrifying for me. And I just thought Hamish uh, feels the same. He wants to get up at the crack of sparrows and climb a mountain or something. Hey, look, you can do that. You can do both, you know. But yeah, the, the, that, that, the way that she rewarded his um, weird sort of uh, inquisitive, you know, inquisition of her morality with the best date of all time, mm. which should by rights have gone to Jack, and then like a, the steamiest lake undies pash, wow, just wow. The steamiest lake undies pash until the next steamy lake undies pash, which was steamier in my opinion. Far steamier. Far steamier. This is a 7.30pm show, right? I'm shocked. Bum? Wrap around, just <laughs> wrap around steam, <laughs> steam radiating out of the the, the lake. Uh, that kind of chemistry that they had on screen, there is no way that he's not top two in my opinion. And at the moment, for me, it's it's Todd and Jack are the top two. The way she talks about him is very sort of like I don't know if I can control myself around this man. Which fair, you know, whose execution was the most brutal was Aiden's. He was just like, oh. Looking forward to get to you. It's just, just you're not you're not hanging around, mate. Just just go. You're disgusting. <laughs> he actually said, "Next time you see me, what is it that you'd like me to do better?" <laughs> There's no next time. <laughs> see you at the mental all. You've been store brand Joe this whole time. You have to leave. It was so savage. It was savage. I'll tell you what else was savage. When she sent Josh home, he gets up and walks off. She's still wearing his jacket. <laughs> Like, that's salt in the wound. Lexi said, is it his jacket, though? Like, there's no way they're wearing their real clothes, because Jack, Jack is not voluntarily dressing up as an elf in a bright green waistcoat. A leprechaun. Look, I think it's their own clothes because surely they don't just give them one ill-fitting suit. Like, very few of them, but a couple of them have suits that fit, and the rest all don't. <laughs> what was the name as they have the handshake when they start? It's just the biggest suit. Love uh, that guy. What's his name? Oh, I can't remember. I feel like it started with Jay. He, yeah, the handshake guy. Oh. Amazing. Braden. It was Braden. 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 He had those really, really frightening eyes and the biggest suit. His hands, <laughs> tiny little hands. They could have barely make it out to shake. What else happened? On the actual dates, there was... Um, the dates were quite... So I, I still have a problem with all the group dates being that they get to spend no time with Lexi. Unless you're the person who wins the challenge. They're all challenges. They're never just like, I don't know, some fun activity that they can all do together as a group. It's always, you guys go and do this thing over here where you try and beat each other and I'll watch from here and we won't have a conversation. And the person who wins gets five minutes with me in the back of a Suzuki Swift drinking hot chocolate. I'm fine with it all. She's hanging out with Art, which is the fun thing to do. And, yeah, that's uh, true. Just watch them cl- make clowns of themselves. Like who wouldn't? Who wouldn't love that? Well, I remember we got intel from um, some of the bachelorettes who were on Geordie's season, who said they had heard that in Art season, when the camera stopped rolling, Art spent a lot of the time mixing and mingling with the bachelorettes on his season. Whereas Jordan, when Cut was called, he hung out with the crew because he obviously considered himself as part of the crew. And then Mike Poru was obviously on his own eating a sandwich, not knowing if he was cast or crew. <laughs> yeah, uh, <laughs> wasn't allowed to even look at the mansion. Lexi very much strikes me as the kind of person who would be hanging out with the lads in between shots and that kind of thing. I feel like 
there was probably some connections kind of going on and conversations going on that we're not privy to. I want to ask Alex, but I can't because she won't tell me. She's like, absolute poker face. She's laughing at us in our ignorance. She's smashed that glass of red wine. Yeah. <laughs> Lights back on. Okay. It's all, it's all happening at Casa Casey. So on the dates, there was that weird off-roady thing and that, that was and then the jet boat and the clay bird shooting. That was fun. I'd do that date. That was the dual date between Matt and... Jesse. Jesse. No. Yeah. Jesse. Yeah. No, I think yeah. it was. I think it was Matt and Jesse. Then there was that cool snowboarding date. Like, that looked pretty amazing. If you can snowboard, which I can't. But if you could, that looked like an amazing, amazing date. There was, like, the boat ride, all that. And then there was the marketing campaign date. If they had to do a photo shoot and come up with a slogan to... I don't even know what. That's I don't know right. if they were supposed to be advertising the car or the location. But whatever it was, it was a uh, terrible, terrible date. <laughs> terrible challenge like a horrible again it felt very block-esque you know when they have to like shoot the commercials but the uh new zealand's like the the kind of constant intense integrations which to be fair haven't been quite so oppressive this year would have been a really brutal time to try and sell them because it's coming out of second lockdown but um i love them i feel like it's a real signature of our uh sort of (laughs) Number eight wire style, <laughs> Art shooting his own pieces to camera, just enough to get by uh, approach to making reality. Maybe Warner's offered, um, you know, obviously they get a bunch of uh, locations like Queenstown Tourism probably all on board with it. And they were like, well, as part of our deliverables, we're going to come up with some, some great campaigns for you guys. Maybe that's what they were doing. They were just folding it in. Well, it worked on me. I mean, Queenstown worked on me. I want to go on that boat. I want to go to that lake. I want to do all of that stuff. Whatever they paid, worth it, worth it. I think that's kind of it, to be honest. Crazy season. Like, we are eight episodes in and about to go to hometowns. Can I just say, before we close up on this, how much I love Lexi. Like, I just think she's an amazing bachelorette. I just think she does such a great job of talking to the guys and kind of getting them... She's really driving it, and she's bringing them out of their shells, and I feel like... We're getting to know their personalities based solely on her doing all the hard yards of getting that out of them. Totally agree. She is, she is all-time um, talent. And it's the only frustrating thing about the season is that a little bit of Joe and a little bit of Vaz and, uh, you know, aside, there has not been a lot of sort of true tension between the lads. It's another, like, big friend group season. Yeah. Um, yeah. And... Uh, that's that's frustrating. Uh, Jane's got a bit of the BBC presenter situation going with Jude sleepwalking around in the background. <laughs> He's just put himself to sleep on the couch. <laughs> I should probably go and deal to that. Um, yeah. This is life in hey, London. It's been lovely. It has been lovely. Thanks everyone for listening. Sorry, it's been a bit of a weird one being in lockdown. We're all going crazy. We're all very tired. Uh, thank you to spin-off members. Thank you to Jane for producing. And Tina for dropping off the zone. Oh, yeah. Also Tina, a couple of beers. Tina's a critical part of the Real Pod crew. Thanks, Alex. Thanks, Duncan. Thanks, guys. Can I just say it was a joy to listen to live. <laughs> what, a good, what a great podcast. <laughs> well done. <laughs> There's a lot of things I want to comment on that I will not. Okay, good on you. You've done well. You've done well, Alex. Just stay strong. <laughs> Goodbye. Bye. Bye. Now, what do I do? Do I press stop?
Kia ora e te iwi, te ahe Butler here, podcast manager at The Spin-Off. If you enjoy listening to our podcasts, consider supporting our mahi by signing up to become a Spin-Off member at thespinoff.co.nz slash donate. The Spin-Off Podcast Network.